Welcome to the Metro Detroit Christian Church Podcast. Up next, you will hear a message delivered by one of our pastors or guest speakers. We pray that you encounter Jesus Christ as you engage with this message. Hello. Good morning. Let's have a seat. Happy New Year. I went to bed at 9.45. And I was woken up by bombs going off in my backyard. All right, let's look at this scripture. I woke up this morning. I'm doing, the, the Lord just told me to do something this week. He told me, I says, I want you to wake up and put my word in your mouth and then go to sleep with my word in your mouth. So this week I've been trying to do that when I remember. I'm not a perfectionist. And when I remember, I'll just say, what word do you want in my mouth? And I'll just, the passage will come and I'll open up my Bible, or if I know it by heart, I'll just say it out loud. This morning I woke up and I said, Lord, what word do you want in my mouth? And he said, Jeremiah. 1516, and here it is up on the screen. Your words, were, your words were found, and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord of hosts. Wow. The, there's, something resting, there's something resting on you guys. It's amazing. So the words of the Lord are going to be found by you this year. I believe this is a word for our year, 2023. The word found in Hebrew is matzah. It means to find, secure, acquire, get. Get the thing sought. To find what is lost. To meet, encounter, come upon, happen upon, fall in with, to appear, to, to be recognized, to be found in, to be in possession of. So all this is going to happen to you and the Word this year. You're going to find the Word. The Word's going to be secured in your life. You're going to acquire it. The thing you've been seeking, some of you have been seeking, I want to have cl- more accuracy, clarity in hearing the voice of God. You're going to have it this year. You're going to acquire it, the thing you sought. What has been lost in our culture is going to be found this year. Look at this verse in Amos 8, 11. It says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. So this is an awful situation a culture is in when there's a famine of hearing the voice of the Lord. But this year, the Lord's going to break the famine. Even as there may be food shortages, there's going to be no shortage of hearing the word of the Lord. Look at this verse in Acts 19.20. It says, the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. This is what we're entering into in 2023. The word growing mightily and prevailing. The word, you're going to meet the word. 
You're going to encounter the word. You're just going to come upon, all of a sudden, you're just going to come upon the word. It's going to happen. You'll be walking along, and all of a sudden, you'll be falling in with the word. It's going to be like the disciples on the road to Emmaus. They were leaving Jerusalem, walking seven miles, and all of a sudden, here's this stranger, the word, right beside them. And he begins preaching about the word of God from Genesis to Malachi. You're going to just fall in with the word this year. The things you've read in the Bible, anything you've read in the Bible, at any moment, Jesus might just show up and start speaking about that passage. Maybe you only know one verse in the Bible. That's good enough for the Lord. You're going to fall in. He's going to start teaching you about that verse. How many of you know at least one verse in the Bible? How many of you are at least familiar with a phrase in the Bible? Jesus is going to show up and begin teaching you out of that. This is, this is him. So this is year 2023. The Hebrews year, calendar year, is 5783. 5,783 since creation. I don't know quite how they figure that out, but this is, this is year, Hebrew year 5783. In Hebrew... Every number, every number is tied to a letter. And every letter in Hebrew carries shades of meaning through its name and its pictograph. So every Hebrew letter is like a picture. So there are some insights we can gain from the Hebrew year 5783. The, the number three is represented by the Hebrew letter Gemel, G-I-M-M-E-L. Gemel relates to abundance and overflow. So if we just passed out of 5782 around September, October, the Hebrew year starts with Rosh Hashanah, and we passed into 5783. We've moved into a place of abundance and overflow, and we really have. Starting end of October and our cross immersion and the midterm elections in November, the power level just went up and it's not gone down. We have entered into, at, that was right at the time of the Jewish New Year. We moved into a flow of abundance. The Hebrew word, not the letter, the Hebrew word gamel, which relates to the letter gamel, <clears throat> It means benefits or benefactor. So look at this verse in Psalm 103, verses 2 and 3. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. That Hebrew word starts with the Hebrew letter gamel, and it's the Hebrew word gamel. So there's benefits. There's a flow of benefits that are coming to us this year. And this psalm tells us the benefits that are coming to us. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Don't forget all his benefits. Don't forget all his benefits. I read this psalm to my mom yesterday, who's, who's in her last days of living. 
And she came to an unusual place of alertness. And I began reading her some of the Psalms. And it was just powerful. She smiled and said, oh, that's good. I said, don't forget his benefits, Mom. I said, he heals. He says, all the benefits, he forgives all your iniquities. And she said, thank God. That's what you want to be saying on your deathbed. Thank God he forgives all my iniquities. Thank God who heals, forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction. And what else does it say there? Satisfies your what? Mouth. Mouth with good things. So this is, this is all coming to you this year. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. He doesn't treat us as our sins deserve. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Forgives all my sins. Thank you for the blood. He satisfies my mouth. So let's look at this this Hebrew letter. Next screen. That's the Hebrew letter Gamel. It looks like Hebrew scholars and sages for centuries, millennia, have said this, this, they say this looks like a man in motion. The next letter after Gamel in the Hebrew alphabet is the letter Dalet, which is the first letter of the word Dal, meaning weak. So according to the teaching amongst scholars and Jewish sages over the years, that the Gamel, the benefactor, is walking toward the Dalet, who is weak. So what we can learn from this is that we're, this year we're being given something. We're being, receiving benefits to give to people who are weak. So it's not just to us. We're the, we're the instruments is to flow through us. So <clears throat> this is an amazing letter. Psalm 119 is an amazing psalm. David, who wrote that psalm, David knew that the word of God was a revelation of God himself. So this is a revelation of God. This is a revelation of Christ, who is the word of God. Psalm 119 is a little Bible within the Bible. And he structured, David structured Psalm 119 the revelation of the word, according to the Hebrew alphabet. So there are 176 verses in Psalm 119, and they're organized, each each stanza or, or segment of this psalm is organized into groups of eight verses, and each eight verse group is organized under a Hebrew letter. So if you look at your Bible, it's, it's, why don't you just look at it? Psalm 119. Maybe yours doesn't, but mine does. Look at Psalm 119, verse 1. What's the first? Aleph. See that? 
How about in the back? You see Aleph? Okay, we'll jump over to Gamel, the third letter. So the Hebrew letter Gamel is the third letter of the Hebrew alphabet. This is what's going to happen to you this year. The Lord's going to deal bountifully. There's the benefits. He's going to deal bountifully with your servant that I may live and keep your word. Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. I am a stranger in the earth. Don't hide your commandments from me. My soul breaks with longing for your judgments at all times. You rebuke the proud, the cursed, who stray from your commandments. Remove from me reproach and contempt, contempt, for I have kept your testimonies. Princes also sit and speak against me, but your servant meditates on your statutes. Your testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. So the Lord's going to deal bountifully with you this year. Yes. So that you will live and be a manifestation of the word. You know, someone invited their neighbor to our, our Christmas Eve service, and um, they had never been to a service like we were having there. And at one point in our service, we had broke up into groups, and we began praying and declaring out of Psalm 98, which was, was all about, anybody remember anything from Psalm 98? Shout. Let the rivers clap their hands. Sing. Burst forth into song. Break into shouting. Anything else? Huh? I can hear you. Play on instruments. Rejoice because of his judgments. The nations, there's, there's all sorts of stuff in Psalm 8. So we were proclaiming and out of that verse, and just like the, even the minute we started, the spirit hit the whole room, and people started shouting. I could hardly hear in my little group because of all the noises. People began shouting the song. And this person, this friend of, of, of someone, a member of our church, looked at this psalm and said, this is that. This is, this is, this, this is this. We were Psalm 98. That's, that is, do you know that the word of God has modes? In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. That's the first mode of the word of God. That's the second person of the Trinity before he took on flesh. He was the Word. Then Scripture says this. David says that God, God caused his Word to be written down. So we got the old, God revealed his Word, his Scriptures to the prophets. That's the second mode of the Word of God. The Word who was with God, God caused it to be written down. The second mode of the Word of God. And then John 1.14 says, the word became a body. It became flesh. God spoke and the scriptures that were the written down expression of the eternal word of God took on flesh. That's awesome. 
That's the third mode. But you know what? The most awesome manifestation of the, the fourth and final mode of the word of God is us. Christ in us. The word in us. The, the, the hope of the nations. That's going to happen to you this year. The word's going to keep coming out of the realm of concept and find its intended position in your life, which is the core of your personality. The Lord's going to deal bountifully with you in this year. Thank you, Lord. Gamel is the third letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So this letter is always associated with the number three. On the day of Pentecost, the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit, was poured out in abundance on the disciples. We're going to receive an outpouring of the third person of the Trinity this year. Mightily, powerfully, abundantly. So let's just finish up 5783. The numerical value of the Hebrew letter pay is 80. And it means an open mouth, speech, language. So the abundance of the word is going to come out of your mouth. The number seven means a sword that's upside down and jammed in the ground with a crown on top. It's the word seven. It's also the word zion, which we get the zion from that. So the word is going to come out of the mouth of zion in abundance in 5783. And the number five represents the breath of God, open mouth, abundance, zion. Number five represents Looking, revealing, breath, window, eternity. So the breath of God is going to come abundantly upon us. It's going to cause our mouths to be open. The word's going to come abundantly and powerfully through us to the weak. Those who've never heard the word of God, those who are in famine, are going to hear the word of God. You're going to be the voice. The word of God is going to grow mightily and begin prevailing in 5783. Would you just stand up with me? I'm just going to say a prayer that this would not just be a sermon, but that you and I would take on the flesh of this sermon. Do you know the early church, the early church, the apostles would preach in the temple and they didn't have, you know, MP3s. They didn't have recordings. They didn't have a scripture often. So what they did is they remembered portions of the sermon and they went home and they sung the sermons of the apostles. So Peter or John would preach in the temple and the people would go home and eat around their meal and begin singing the sermon. Lord, I just proclaim over this people a singing sermon people. <laughs> Cause them all throughout the week and all throughout the month to be glad, to eat together with glad and sincere hearts, singing and proclaiming and being the word of God. may be seated. You're just a, an amazing people. I praise God. Pastor Lisa and I praise God for you regularly.
during worship today, I just said, I just am, the only thing I can thank Jesus for is I thank you for you, and I thank you that I'm a member. I'm a member of the body. Oh, Jesus. So, this year is the year the word will be found by you. It will be eaten by you. Let's go back to Jeremiah again, 15. Your words were found, and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I'm called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. So this is the year the word's going to be found by you, eaten by you. It's going to come out of your mouth in abundance to feed your friends that are coming. You are going to have new friends this year. When the Holy Spirit is moving, he has to break up our social circles to make room for new people. When Peter was in Galatia and all sorts of Gentiles were coming to faith and then some of the Jews from Jerusalem came up to that city and when Peter saw his fellow Jews coming up to Galatia, he began being afraid that they were going to mock him or think little of him or think he was an error for fellowshipping with the Gentiles. Paul began rebuking Peter, saying, Peter, that is wrong. You withdrew from your fellowship. You withdrew from your new friends who didn't know anything about the law. They weren't seasoned in the things of God. They didn't know the scriptures. You withdrew from them back to your comfortable social circle with the Jews. This must not be. You are in error. So the Holy Spirit is moving on us right now. He's been building us up mightily over the past 15, 16, 17 years. Building us up in the gospel. Building us up in the word. Building us up in the Holy Spirit. And you have come to this place of where, you know, all I have to say is let's stand up and pray and say, come give us a day of power. And then all of you begin taking off and pray. You know how to pray. You know how to worship. You know how to flow in the Holy Spirit. We had the pastors over for our holiday dinner on Friday night, and we were just kind of reminiscing about the year and one of the things that they were talking about is, is how, how powerfully you're moving in the Holy Spirit and prophetic song. And they reminded Pastor Grandy and myself how for years, literally over a decade, we exhorted and trained and equipped you in how to open up your mouth and sing and flow with the Holy Spirit. Well, you have been equipped. You've got that word. There's, you are a treasury. There's so many riches in you as a people. God's about to break this treasury open to give it to other people. For that to happen, your social circles have to open up. How many of you are ready to have your social circle just open up to have another person come into the house of the Lord? You know how another person comes into the house of the Lord? They come into fellowship with you. Yes. 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 Wow. 
Oh, Jesus. He has fed you and fed you and fed you and fed you, and he's going to continue to feed you. He's not going to stop feeding you, but he wants to start feeding others through you. I'm getting, I'm getting the hand that says stop. There's a something prophetic coming. This, during worship, Pastor Grandy, when you were, when you were um, I don't even remember the, exactly the words you were talking about, but something about breaking open the box. There's, I don't know if you said that, but while you were singing, I saw the, the alabaster box being broken open. Yes. Oh, yeah. Anoint us, that was it. Yeah. And prepare, prepare death, that's what it is. So the story where the woman comes with the alabaster box and he's preparing Jesus for his death, I saw him break open the alabaster box over the room, and he, he said, as you break the box and pour it on my feet, I will remember you in 2023. Like he, 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 anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so Tony just whispered that to me right as Pastor Pete was saying that one, you're a treasury, and wow. two... We're going to have to break open our lives and break yeah. out of the, the box of the comfortability of our, our friendships. And, and so, you know, it's like, though that, that's, that's take sacrifice. You know, you're, you're comfortable with who you're comfortable with. And you, you always talk to who you always talk to. And, yeah. you know, these are the people you go out with. And the, you know what I mean? It's like, and when, when Pastor Pete was saying, he's going to break, we, Jesus is going to break us open mm -hmm. in this new year for, so that what's in us can go out. And then, then Tony whispers this in my ear. And so I just want to say, prepare for death. Prepare for the death yes. mm. of breaking open your life and letting other people in. Yeah. That, that is, you're pouring that out. You're pouring everything that's in you out at the feet of Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, guys. So this is a year. This is a year the word will be found, eaten, and coming out of your mouth in abundance to feed your new friends that are coming. You have to keep being fed. So I woke up, uh, the Lord says, that's the word I want you to put in your mouth. So I put that in my mouth. And then he says to me, let me feed you with my word. Your words were found and I ate them. They're found because he's feeding. You'd, you would never find the word unless he was feeding it to you. I'm telling you, the Lord is a feeder. Those who watch get fed. How many of you want to be fed the word by Jesus himself? Well, Jesus gives us a clue in how we can be fed, how we cannot miss his feeding. It's by watching. Look at the scripture in Luke 12. Let your waist be girded and your lamps burning. 
And you yourselves be like men who wait for their master when he will return from the wedding, and when he comes and knocks, that they may open to him sort of slowly. <laughs> Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find them watching. Assuredly, I say to you that he will gird himself and have them sit down to eat. This is remarkable. And he will come and serve them. So the master will come and serve the servants that are watching for him. He will cause them to sit down and he will serve them a meal. Assuredly, I say to you that he will gird himself. He's going to take off his master garments and put on servant garments. This is the coming of the Lord. How many of you are looking for the coming of the Lord? The Lord rewards those who look for his coming. What he does for those who look for him and his coming, he comes into your room. He comes into your space. He takes off his kingly garments and he puts on servant garments and says, let me feed you a meal. I pray, Lord, that you will find us this week looking for you. Serve everyone here a meal this week. He will gird himself and have them sit down to eat and will come and serve them. And if he should come in the second watch or come the third watch and find them so, blessed are those servants. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready for the... is coming at an hour you do not expect. Here's the thing about watching. You don't know when he's going to come. But it is guaranteed he will come. And when he comes, he's going to feed you. And the one who's going to feed you is the son of man who is a servant. So this is no little, this is not a meal that's going to make you fat. The meal he's going to serve, the Son of Man is serving this word. The Son of Man, according to Daniel 7, is the one who died, was buried, rose again, ascended into heaven, and the Father gave him a kingdom and glory and power and dominion that all nations, languages, and people should serve him. This is the Son of Man that's going to burst out of the clouds because he went up into heaven in the clouds. The disciples saw him. This is is a real person. His kingship is not a make-believe conceptual kingship. His kingdom is a real kingdom. He is a real king. He's the real Son of Man. He, at one point in history, in the future, he's going to burst out of the clouds and he's going to slay with the breath of his mouth the man of lawlessness, the man of sin in the world. You need that son of man coming out of heaven 
Even before he comes out in the second coming in bodily appearance, you need him coming to you by the word and the Holy Spirit to slay the man of sin in your body. Blessed are those who are watching, looking for the Lord coming, for he will surely come and he's going to serve you up a destruction of your old man. The only way your old man can be killed is by the power of Christ himself. This is the son of man who's going to, to, to destroy lawlessness and all things that offend. This is the son of man that will cause nations to come before him. He's going to have a gathering of nations in Jerusalem. And he's going to judging the nations for how they responded to him. We are receiving that son of man. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus said, when I send you the Holy Spirit, I will come. We are receiving the governor, the ruler of nations. We're receiving the restoration of accountability to a planet that's gone all off kilter. It is all awry. It is all wrong what's going on in the nations. What's going on in the cultures of the world is completely off. Mankind has lost their sense of accountability to God himself, to the word of God, to Jesus Christ as the head of nations. Christ wants to serve up a meal. And he's looking for a people that he can give the word of the kingdom to. Lord Jesus, come through this assembly. Serve us up the word of the kingdom this week. Restore accountability. Restore the fear of the Lord to our lives and to our nation. Blessed are those servants who are looking, watching. Sometimes it's tiring. How many of you have looked and watched and you've gotten tired? Do you know the disciples, Jesus said, just watch with me for an hour, and they couldn't do it. You know what? I don't think he was super mad with them. I think he's a great high priest. That's what he told me this morning. He said, I'm a great high priest. He said, I know how to wake my people up. So just let all the sleepiness just come off. The Lord is ministering awakeness to you. You know, Jesus was watching and waiting in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was praying. He said, watch with me. He was looking for something. You know what he was looking for? He was looking for power. We don't watch as just an exercise unto itself. Sometimes I get really tired of watching ministries. Ministries that talk about watching and waiting on the Lord and going, okay, what's the benefit? Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem Watch until you're clothed with power. We watch until we're clothed with power. Until the Son of Man comes himself. 
We are naked without power. We're ashamed without power. We watch and we wait for power. Disciples, they had a hard time watching and waiting. Those who are less mature have a hard time watching and waiting. But Jesus is here as a great high priest. He knows how to wake his people up. In fact, he wants to give us the angel the Father gave him in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was waiting on the Lord. God, if it's possible, take this cup from me. But not my will, your will be done. And he was sweating drops of blood as the curse of the world was beginning to come on his body. And then right in the middle of that time of waiting on the Father, God sent an angel. Strengthen him. Let's go. He had the strength to go, go all the way to the cross. Say, put it on me. Strengthened by an angel from God. How many want to be strengthened to wait on the Lord? Father, give us an angel. This week, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, all the way up to the day of power, that there be nothing religious on Saturday. Nothing. Clothe us with power. We're going to watch and wait and look, expecting power this week. Cry out, not out of fleshly zeal, but out of the Holy Spirit. Let's cry for a day of power, a day for the Son of Man to come. Come to the state of Michigan. Come to the United States of America. Bring a reformation. Clothe us with power. The American church is wretched, poor, pitiful, blind, naked, and ashamed. Clothe us with power. We will not forget all your benefits. You forgive all our iniquities and heal He's able to wake up a church. I hear him say, I'm able. I am able. I am able. I am able. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it for the Presbyterian church. I believe it. Father, in the name of Jesus, We pray that the Holy Spirit that was on all the reformers out of which came denominations that you never intended to become denominations, 
the spirit that was on Calvin, the spirit that was on John Knox, the spirit that was on these reformers. Give it back to the church! Be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you don't expect, but he's coming. When the Lord comes, Luke 12 says he's going to gird himself. and have us sit down to eat and will come and serve us. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. He will make you to lie down in green pastures. He will lead you beside still waters. I encourage you to just throw religion off of Psalm 23 and by faith take your shepherd to yourself. This is the one who's going to come and feed you. He restores your soul. He leads you in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death in 2023, you will fear no evil. This is the food that the Son of Man is serving up. It is the food of faith where you will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed 
his seal of approval. Father, I pray over the next six days for a right alignment of work in our life. Put your boundaries upon our work life. Help us not work more than you are calling us to work on our career jobs. I pray that you would put it in our heart to work for food that endures to eternal life. Holy Spirit, move throughout the ecclesia this week, these next six days, and cause us to work for food that's going to endure to eternal life. A move of the Holy Spirit that will last for generations to come. I charge you in the name of Jesus, work this week for food that will endure for eternal life. Live for the eternal ages. Live a bigger life than just your natural life. I'm the living bread that came down from heaven, Jesus said. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, the one who's going to judge the beast, the one who's going to judge the beast of the one world government spirit of the age that's lining up the rulers of this age by the wisdom of this age, the one who's going to break the power of the wisdom of this age and the rulers of this age, he's going to split the heavens, come down and frustrate this Tower of Babel that is about to reach the nostrils of God. Jesus said, very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is real food. And my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in them. Whoever's watching, waiting, looking, expecting, the Son of Man's going to come and feed them, serve them up a meal of power. A meal of his body and his blood. Pull down. Transubstantiation demons over this region. I pull down the demons of the The body and the blood are just symbols. 
I pull down every doctrine of communion that has come in any denomination. We say, Son of Man, come and feed us up your body and your blood by prophetic encounter. Strengthen your people with the powers of the age to come. Drive out demons as we eat your body and drink your blood. Unseat the powers of hell in southeastern Michigan. Those who watch get fed. Boy, what a meal. The Lord's going to feed you. How many are hungry for food that comes from Jesus, the Son of Man? Look for him this week. Set aside time. Don't let religion tell you how to set aside time. Let the Holy Spirit tell you how to set aside time. I tell you, he's coming. When you least expect it, this week, he's going to show up a moment here, a moment there. When he comes, when the water gets stirred, when the atmosphere, when your spirit begins stirring, stop. Take 30 seconds. Take a minute and eat that food. There'll be more power in that food than all your religious strivings. I tell you, these morsels are going to contain the kingdom of heaven. None of you are outside this. If you're here within, within the range of my voice, you are not outside of the coming of the Lord. The Lord's coming to you this week. You who are hungry, you who are thirsty, you who are looking, you who are longing, you who are waiting, you who are expectant, he is coming. I hear him saying, I am coming to you. Now, in the name of Jesus, I strike a dumb spirit, a deaf spirit, off of your ear. This is for a, a, a few people the Lord's showing you right now in this room. I slice, circumcise that deaf and dumb spirit off of your ear. You will hear him, the Lord says. Some of you may have never heard, never understood. How does the Lord come? I don't understand how this works. You will understand. If you're hungry, if you're thirsty, if you're wanting the Lord, you will hear him. You will recognize his coming. How many of you want the Lord, Jesus, in the state of Michigan, in your life? You will hear him. He's coming to every single person here. Some of you are here for the first time. You've never been to MDCCC before. And I'm telling you, you will hear the Lord. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, every barrier that is keeping the body of Christ separate in this region, come down now in the name of Jesus. The Lord comes for his body, his holy ecclesia in the whole region.
there is a coming right here. We welcome you, welcome you, welcome you, precious Holy Spirit, the stirring of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your stirrings. We thank you for the gift of tongues. We thank you for prophecy. Precious Holy Spirit, abide with us forever. Oh, ma sana makata sana masoto. Haraba santa la beshene me kasata. Korama ma santa rashanta. We're not praying to one another, we're praying to the Lord. No marahande se kere beshante sota. Mahande kere shanta basande re koroso. We're praying to the Father. Perfect prayers. Stirred up by the Holy Spirit. Stir up the gift of the Holy Spirit. I hear the Apostle Paul saying to Timothy, stir him up, assemblies of God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I release a stirring to all the assemblies of God churches in Metro Detroit. I hear the Holy Spirit coming back around to the assemblies of God, and he's saying, let me in, let me in, let me in.
those Assembly of God roots. Pray. You who found the Holy Spirit in the Assembly of God denomination, pray. This is your root. It goes all the way back to Pentecost. It goes back to a mighty outpouring at the beginning of the 20th century. There it is. speaking to the assembly of God denomination it says behold I stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice and opens the door I will come into him and dine with him and he with me to him who overcomes I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne he who has ears to hear let him hear what the spirit says to the church 
coming a wind and fire. And to the assembly of God denomination, he's going to serve up the meal of tongues and interpretation of tongues and prophecy to the assembly of God denomination like he did at the beginning of the 20th century. But this time, it will be with the powers of the age to come. There'll be nothing religious about this. You're made for this. You're made to be a prophetic intercessor. This is what's standing in the gap between life and death, curse and blessing, a move of God or just empty religion. It's prophetic intercessors. People give their bodies over to the will of God, the will of the Holy Spirit. Luke 11, 5 to 13, houses the spirit of prayer that Jesus is pouring out on us right now. And he said to them, which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me on his journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, do not trouble me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. 
I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. So I say to you, MDCC, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This parable, everything about the circumstances of this parable are of a pressing character. The hour of the night is so inconvenient. The urgent necessity of the case where a man, his friend has come to him at night. It's midnight. And the man has nothing to offer his friend anything to eat. And in Middle Eastern culture, that's like, you might as well just kill yourself. And so he says, I... I must give my friend something. So he runs to a neighbor's house, knocks on the door, says, give me three loaves of bread. Give me a loaf for my friend who's come to me. Give me a loaf for myself and give me an extra one so we have more if needed. His neighbor says, no, I, it's midnight. I am sleeping. My children are in bed. I'm in bed. We had a New Year's Eve party last night. <laughs> Go away. Friend, lend me three loaves. A friend of mine has come on a journey. Come to me on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. Go away. Go away. I'm not letting you go to sleep. I will knock all night. I must have what I must have. I need three loaves of bread. I will not leave until you yes. give me three loaves. Yes. I know you have three loaves of bread in there. Okay. I'll do this not because you're my neighbor or you're my friend, but it's midnight and I want to go to bed and you're not going to leave. So he gets up, goes down to the kitchen, gives him as much as he needs, comes out and says, here you go. I tell you, it's a midnight hour. Midnight hour in Scripture is a, is a very volatile time. 
supercharged spiritually on both the dark and the light side. The midnight hour is a time of evil, a time of darkness, but it's also a time of potential for the coming of the Son of Man. The midnight hour is is a time where evil either is going to take over or there is great anticipation of the coming of the breaking of day. It's the time of the Antichrist reigning, but it's also the time for the potential of Christ coming and destroying Antichrist. It's the time where apostles sing and praise God in jail and they receive an earthquake that results in a Roman soldier and his family getting saved. It's a time where the apostles preach and preach and preach and preach until half the house is and they keep preaching they started out at one in the afternoon and now it's midnight and he's still preaching and Eutychus who's sitting in the window because it's so hot in that room with all those people crammed together he must have some fresh air and Paul has been going on and on and on and on and on and he finally just shuts his eyes just for a few minutes and falls out of the window three stories onto the ground. Paul rushes down three stories and throws himself on his body, breathes into him and raises him from the dead, walks him back up to the third floor to where the assembly was gathering and preaches all night. Midnight hour is not a time to play church. Midnight hour is when a cry comes. It says, behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out and meet him now. It's the time where Jesus says, Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. It's a time when you don't know exactly what's going to happen. But there's an instruction given to us. Like Jesus gave in Mark 13, 32 to 35, and he says, Of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Take heed, watch, and pray. For you do not know when the time is. It is like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants to each his work, and he commanded the doorkeeper to watch. Watch, therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming. In the evening, at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning. Lest coming suddenly, he finds you sleeping. 
And what I say to you, I say to everybody, watch. Midnight is a time where the apostles speak to the ecclesia and they say, children, it's the last hour. And as you've heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know it's the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest, that none of them were of us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. I'm telling you, you have an anointing from the Holy One. You have an anointing from the Holy One. Praise God. I just saw a few people who shook their heads like something went through that head that has been observing the whole service. And when I said, you have an anointing from the Holy One, you said, yes, I have an anointing from the Holy One. Praise God. You just joined the ecclesia. I'm telling you, you have an anointing from the Holy One. If the Spirit is rising up saying yes and amen, wow, then you have an anointing from the Holy One. If you're thinking about it, I would encourage you to... You're in a really bad position. It's time for you to get right with God. If your spirit is not rising up and saying, yes, I have an anointing from the Holy One, this is your day today to get right with God. This is your day to come out of observing, coming to church and observing and say, I'm getting in. I'm giving my life to Jesus. And you can't give your life to Jesus and not give yourself to his body impossible if you don't give yourself to the people he places you amongst you have not given yourself to Jesus this is your day praise God you're, you're welcome at any time to do anything to acknowledge that you can stand up you can shout you can come forward you can talk to somebody afterward but get right today get right today so you can say it with the rest of us I have an anointing from the Holy One. You have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. I'm telling you, Jesus is speaking that over this ecclesia. He has so many words of affirmation for you today. You know all things. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and that you know that no lie is of the truth. Hallelujah! Who is the liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the ruler of nations. Present tense. 
He is the Antichrist. He denies the Father who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son doesn't have the Father either. He who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. And now, little children, at this midnight hour, abide in Him. And when He appears, we will have confidence and not be ashamed before Him at His coming. Come to Saturday with confidence. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. Midnight hour is a time to do something. Paul says in Romans 13, 11, do this. Knowing the time. Do you realize we are in a midnight hour in the world? It's not just the United States of America. The world has plunged to a level of darkness. Do you realize we're standing between night and day, between world takeover of a communist, Marxist, socialist ideology or the kingdom of God coming. It's one or the other. Do you realize we're at that precipice? Do this, knowing the time. Now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The day is approaching. Can you last with me for 10 more minutes? Now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. This is Romans 13, 11 through 14. Let us walk properly as in daytime, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and not in envy. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. Zero. That means you got to tell your flesh, no provision for you. You can just cry all you want. You can just feel lonely and deprived and depressed and oppressed and victim. All you want. I'm not giving you any provision. Bear it. Bear the pain of the suffering of the flesh. Make no provision for the flesh. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Midnight hour. It's a time where you could possibly get three loaves of bread. One for you, 
one for your neighbor and a little more or a lot more for whatever else comes along. At the midnight hour is the possibility of the wind blowing, the Son of Man coming, your mouth opening, your ears opening, and hearing the Word of God come and begin speaking through you to somebody who's weak. If you ask for it, if you want it, if you, I'm not going to have anything else. I am going to have the word of God for me. I'm going to have open ears and open eyes for me. And I'm going to have words for others. I will have words for others. Uh, give me words for others. And I'm going to have double the anointing for whatever else comes along. Tertullian, who was an early church father, 155 A.D. to 220 A.D., who was, he was a prolific apologist fighting against heresy at that time in history. He's the first person who coined the term Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He said about this parable, this was his summary of this parable. Persistent prayer is violence that is pleasing to God. How many feel like your blood's about to boil on the inside of you? I'm telling you, that blood boiling spirit thing that says, I'm not going to give up praying. I'm not going to give up asking. I'm not going to give up knocking. Give it to me. Give us a great awakening. In the state of Michigan, in 2023, give me the boldness to handle it. Give me the boldness to believe that I've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. That all my iniquities have been forgiven. That I can stand righteous before men and before God and before demons and speak with all authority. Give me the chutzpah to believe and to stand in a great awakening. Give it to us in 2023. We ask, we seek, and we knock. I thank God for our pastors, my brothers, my sisters, and my friends. I thank God for them and their families. They're a strength to me and Pastor Elisa. Give me more pastors like them. Give it to me. Give us more churches. Don't you just feel like 
ripping something down and opening something up and not take, accepting no for an answer? Don't you just feel that inside? That's the Holy Spirit. That's violence that's pleasing to God. I won't take no for an answer. I won't take no for an answer. I won't take no for an answer in my family, in our family. Open the doors, 2023, for blessing on my family, multiplication on my family. Open the doors. Give me a Jew or two. Melissa wants five. Give us some Jews coming to faith in the Messiah. We're the true tabernacle of David. Cause them to find us. Cause them to just fall in line with the word of God. Cause them to find the songs amongst the people. Somebody's got to knock. Somebody's got to ask. Someone's got to seek. Someone's got to do it all week. This is your charge. This is your assignment. Ask, seek, and knock all week. Look, watch, pray, and fast. However the Holy Spirit tells you to do it. Six days of watching, praying, asking, seeking, knocking, fasting, expecting power, looking at any moment, Jesus. He's going to show up multiple times this week. I'm telling you, he's going to show up multiple times this week. All those multiple appearings are going to climax in an appearing on Saturday. Lord, let the Republican Party hear about MDCC. this thing, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, <laughs> I know, I know. There's like a running around the room kind of faith and banging on doors and <laughs> speaking in tongues and stirring up angels. You're born for this. You're born for, you're born for this week. Somebody wants to just break out and do something. <laughs> do this. 
do this, it's high time. Put off the flesh. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put him on. Put him on. Put him on. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. tell you, I just want this to be real. I don't want this to be fake. Just do what your spirit wants you to do. Tabernacle of David. Here it is. Here it is. Mighty warriors. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. You're not like we thought you were. You're amazing. Lord, our hope is not in a man or a group of men no, or women. No, no. Lord, Lord, we do not have allegiance. Yeah. We do not have allegiance to any party. Lord, or any organization. We have allegiance to this. Yes. I pledge allegiance. Lord. <laughs> Lord, the Republican Party is gutted in terms of people who have backbone to stand for this. Lord, there is no hope. No. There is no hope without Zion. Yes. There is no hope without revival. Yes. Lord, when, when Pastor Pete said that the Republican Party hear about us, Lord, I pray that they would hear and they would fear. Because, Lord, the scripture says when the enemy comes in like a flood, and he has come in like a flood, 
says you will raise up a standard. Here it is, Lord. Here we are. Raise us up as a raise standard. Raise us up as a standard, Lord. Raise us up as raise a standard. Up. Raise us up as a yes, standard. Lord. Zion, we need a return of your word and accountability. Yes. Oh God, 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 hear my cry. Raise us up as a standard. Raise us up in this, in this, in this whole state as a standard. Lord, if there's anything that we've learned in this last 18 months of political involvement, it is that without you, people do not have the gumption to stand. Without you, at their core, Without you at their core, there is no righteousness. That's I pray for the fear of the Lord to fall. Fall, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Spirit Lord. of the fear of the yes, Lord. Lord, fall. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, fall, Holy Spirit. Fall on us. Spirit of the fear of fall the Lord. Fall on Lord. All, all, yes, Lord. all the people that we know. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. All our extended relational networks, let the fear of the Lord fall. Yes, yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Extended family. Yes, and give us that, Lord. Spirit of the fear of the Lord. Yes, Lord. You hear us. Yes. You hear us. You hear us. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Father, we thank you for the open heaven that is with us right now. Lord, the environment of anything's possible. Yes, God. If you're appearing at any moment, any second, you will come and do marvelous things, your works, Lord. Lord, keep us here. Keep us abiding in this open heaven. 
Show us, Lord, when we're beginning to move into the spirit of the world and the flesh. Bring us back into this open heaven environment. All we keep us, Lord. Keep us abiding in the anointing that's from the Holy One. Lord, we thank you that you go with us to coffee shops and offices and homes. Thank you. Your anointing abides with us. We worship you. Worship you for this abiding anointing. It's based on the blood of Jesus. We honor you for this incredible gift of the Holy Spirit that's ours in Jesus Christ. Cause us to stand, not be moved by the accusations of the evil one, the condemnation of the evil one this week. Help us discern your voice from his voice. Jesus' name. Amen. Have a wonderful week. Give five people a hug, kiss, handshake, pat on the back, slap on the face. If you're <laughs> Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope that you enjoyed wrestling with the Word and the Spirit as you engaged with this message. For more information, please visit our website at www.metrodetroit.org and have a great week.